Hi, I'm Jess. And I'm George. And this is Transpantastic, a podcast about gender, identity, orientation, and all the life that happens around it. Like viruses. I hate when they're plural. I know, right? Yes. <laughs> because some weeks ago, we were planning for a trip that actually has been in the works for over a year mm-hmm. that my other partner had invited you and I to go see balloons in Albuquerque, where there's this giant balloon festival. Mm-hmm. And there are smaller balloon festivals in our region that we have been to. You like balloons a lot. Mm-hmm. I like seeing you two enjoying yourselves. Mm-hmm. That just makes me happy. Mm-hmm. So if you two are going to go and enjoy balloons, I'm going to enjoy you two enjoying yourselves. Okay. So the weekend before that, I actually went to LA with my other partner to go and see a live recording of Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me. Mm-hmm. And coming back, I was feeling... Well, after I came back, I came back Saturday, and by Monday, I was not feeling so hot. Nope. And you had been testing because you had been sick any anyway, like, or thought you might be sick. So you had been testing for COVID and coming mm-hmm. up negative. I tested before I left. I tested while I was there. I tested when I first got back and it was negative, but by Monday night, I was positive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we were supposed to leave in a few days. Yes. We were planning on leaving on Friday. And Vinny was coming to our house to watch dogs and children. Yes. But I had to tell Vinny right away whether or not we were trying to go not to come here. Because Vinny is immunocompromised and being in a house where there was recently COVID, which means that there may be community spread that has not yet become symptomatic. Mm-hmm. They they don't want to pick it up from somebody else who gets it from me, even mm-hmm. after I leave with it. Mm-hmm. Right. If you were going to leave with it, which was the question at the time. It very much was. Mm-hmm. It was a big question at the time. And thankfully, I mean, by Wednesday, I was testing negative again. Um, I got the Paxlovid and I've had three shots. And so my system cleared it pretty quick, but the recovery is not fun, even if you have the easy version. (laughs) It's not. And you didn't make it easier by going on another trip. So because it involved mornings and travel is tiring anyway. A lot of hot air balloon things happen first thing in the mornings or late in the evenings. They have they call them glow shows or twinkle twilight or whatever. Right. But the, where mor- the morning ones are... Are before dawn. Yeah. But they're also right before the rest of the balloons of the day. So a lot of people go to that in the morning and and that's what, um, what we were going to go to. Yes. And that when it happens in our region usually means getting up around 3 a.m. Mm-hmm. Thankfully, by October, a time zone over, that was not happening until closer to 5 a.m., but I did still get up one morning and go with the two of you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think you're right, getting up and doing that was not so great, although I should have slept on the bed that actually worked best for me. Oh, God, the beds. <laughs> the beds. Ugh. So, because this was our first trip as a polycule, mm-hmm. we were not going to have any of us sleeping together in the same beds. We were all each of us having our own space so that nobody would feel left out. No one would have any, you know, mm-hmm. unnecessary issues about jealousy or shared space or equality or anything like that. Right. And the three beds that were available were like a sofa bed with a mattress that had no padding on its inner springs. Right. And then a trundle bed that tucked in under the sofa bed that I thought had a very similar mattress, but apparently not. You- you're wrong. <laughs> 
and very wrong. <laughs> a fold-out couch with a like board and foam setup that's not really a mattress. It's just like the couch. Yeah. <laughs> like our pull-out couch is actually made with like inner springs like a mattress. Yes. This one was not. No. And so the first night, that's where you two put me. You were like, okay, Jess has shoulder pain. Jess needs to spread out. Jess is a bigger human. Jess can have the big bed. Mm -hmm. And you slept on the sofa bed and your meta slept on the trundle floor bed. Yes. And how did that work out for you? I was up at two, which was like incredibly not enough sleep. No. Yeah. So little sleep. And I got up. I mean, it was hurting so bad. I actually did have to get up. My back was hurting. Mm. And I went and lay on the rooftop patio on one of the lounge chairs and just looked at the stars and it was very nice. It wasn't sleep, Mm -hmm. but it was nice. And then I came back in the house around four because I got hungry. Right. Thinking you guys were getting up at 4.30. Right. But the alarm did not go off. And I had not checked the night before, is the alarm really set? Mm. It wasn't my alarm. Right. I wasn't deciding what time to get up because I've seen balloons in my life before and my metamor has not had this experience and this is a really big experience so they were setting the alarm and I was letting them decide what whatever time we wanted to go over there mm-hmm. was whatever time they wanted to go over there and so the alarm didn't go off and the alarm didn't go off and finally at five I was like I've got to wake them up because I can't let them miss this right and you guys were totally asleep oh yeah I should have been jealous of that because you guys were all so asleep both of you oh and I had not been asleep for hours three hours that is painful it was eventually you did take a nap on the bigger bed. I did. Later in the day to recoup some of that sleep. but Some of it, yeah. But you guys took naps too, and so I was still behind. You were still behind. Yeah. You, you, you were literally behind. I got to be middle spoon. It yes. was fun. Yes. Anyway, continue. So we, at five, we, we all got moving and we went to see balloons. And the night before, the two of you had walked over and scoped out the path to get there. Mm-hmm. And you had done that while I had ordered our groceries and our dinner and waited there for those things to be delivered. Mm-hmm. Partly because I was still recovering from COVID and did not feel like making any extra walking. Mm-hmm. And partly because that is my wheelhouse. Right. Ordering the food, picking the things, making it happen. Right. That's just something I do very easily and without problems. And both of you would be like, no, don't make me. (laughs) Yeah. So it was what, like a 20 minute walk, 30 minute walk? Oh, it was at least a 30 minute walk, but it wasn't a problem Mm -hmm. until the next morning when we all three tried to walk there. And the police had blocked off the side street saying, nobody can go this way, even on foot. You have to go around. Another half a mile. Fuck. Yeah. So we did, because we were already going, and we needed to get there. Which made it just under, just about a 45-minute walk. At least, yeah. To get into the place. Yeah. Like, not, not counting, yeah. getting from the entry gates, wherever else we wanted to be. Right. So you did eventually try the other beds, and you decided that you needed to be on the hard bed that I had been on the first night. And right. Because I, you had napped there, and it worked. Well, I, I laid on the lower bed. I was going to trade beds with at least one of you. I had told you guys that when we were all up for the day. Mm-hmm. I said, okay, I can't sleep on that bed again. Somebody else needs to try it. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And um, so I laid on the lower bed and my back started hurting within 20, 30 minutes. It was better, but my back was already wrecked from the first bed. Right. And because those two beds, the the sofa bed and the trundle bed were in the same room, whereas the fold out sofa was in a different room, I was kind of okay with just like, I'm going to be in the other room. And that way there's not even a sense of like, 
oh, one of my partners is off in the other room while I'm in a room with the other one. You know, mm-hmm. it, I, I, I was quite okay with that. And I didn't really want to move into the other room. But if you needed that bed, I was not going to be like... Well, you, you guys were reading and I went and laid on the harder bed, the bigger bed. Mm-hmm. Also the harder bed. Mm-hmm. Because there were no springs. Right. There were advantages and disadvantages because, like I said, my back was already It was firmer, spent. but it was also harder. Yes. Yeah, so, so it hurt my hips. So I was I was thinking it was just my back, but we didn't know yet that I was also getting sick. And it wasn't COVID, but we'll get there. So then you ended up on the lower bed and my metamor ended up on the upper bed that I had been on. And I was on the couch bed. Mm-hmm. And in the morning, they said, oh my gosh, that is the worst bed ever. And I was like, <laughs> okay, good. It's not just me. And they were like talking about, oh, I need to like mention this in the review of this place. Uh Like I need to, I'm not going to ding them on their stars because I understand everybody needs to make a living, but like I, I I need to tell them that they should do this or other people will start reviewing them badly. And, and I'm like, wow, is it really that bad? Okay. Then, I mean, I guess you two already had a turn on the bad bed. I should take my turn on the bad bed. Right. Right. So they, they, on the, on the third night, they slept back on the, the bottom bed. The floor of the it trundle bed. Dr- it was a drawer. It was a drawer. It's a mattress in and a it, drawer. It moves. Yeah. So we moved it away from the bathroom so we could all get to the bathroom. It was a very tiny place, mm-hmm. but totally a very nice place. Oh, yeah. It would have been a little bit more difficult if somebody wanted privacy of any sort, but we didn't need that. Mm-hmm. And anyhow, then you slept on the bad bed and I stayed on the couch and it continued to hurt my hips, but it was still better than hurting my whole back. It hurt my hips when I was laying on it too, but I had, you know, when I had the freedom of movement, when I had the whole bed to myself, I was able to just sort of move around and make it not hurt my hips. That's what I did too. I moved when around. When I was laying between the two of you, I ended up having to get up because it was just so like, I dozed off for a little while, but then the pain woke me up. Yep. Yep. I know this. Yep. Yeah. So you slept on the bad bed and in the morning you said, it wasn't that bad. And we both looked at you like, what? We could have put you there in the first place. You could have put me there in the first place. But nobody knew. I mean, I've never, I've not stayed in a place that the bed bothered my back like that and since I was very young. And even then it didn't hurt as much because I was very young. Well, and the thing about it was that the springs were very springy. Mm-hmm. And so for people like you and your metamor who are a little bit more solidly built and a little bit more compactly built, mm-hmm. you know, you're going to feel that more. I, on the other hand, have a fair bit more insulation than either of you. Right. <laughs> and so for me, it's like, oh, that's a little bit uncomfortable, but you know, I have a whole lot of extra padding that makes it less uncomfortable. Right. Yep. So I should have slept on the bad bed the whole time. Nobody knew we were having a bad bed or we probably wouldn't have gone there. I mean, yeah. Okay, fair point. Right. But then on the way home, you still weren't feeling well. And by the time we got home home, you were like, oh my gosh, my back hurts. Yeah. I couldn't figure out why did my back hurt so much. I I knew I kind of wrecked it on the bed. Mm -hmm. So then I went to the chiropractor. And you thought that part of it might have been carrying suitcases, because when we had the shuttle take us from the airport to our car, like they the, parking, had parked, lot. the yeah. parking lot where we had parked in the offsite parking had like 
Gravel. It had gravel and we were like dropped off a couple of rows over. And so we had to like walk across the gravel so that we couldn't roll the suitcases and carry everything. And you thought it might be part of that, mm-hmm. which I don't deny that both of those things probably did contribute to your back pain. I After the last week, my experience is it's all the virus. It's all the virus. Yes. The virus is throwing my back out, which is what the, the chiropractor said when I got there. He said, for some reason, your ribs and your shoulder blade are out. And he used this little trigger mechanism that you... A percussive type. Yeah, it pops things back Mm -hmm. into place in the area of my chest where the muscles were pulling. Right. And that was Friday, Thursday or Friday. Okay. And within 12 hours, I had a little rash there. And I thought, what the heck? It was Friday because you couldn't get back on until Monday. Right. So I went back to him on Monday and I said, what do you think is going on here? And he said, oh, that looks like shingles. (laughs) For fuck's sake. I was like, oh, fuck. Great. I just had it for three days and didn't know. And I my back was really killing me. Like I couldn't sit anywhere comfortably. I couldn't lay down comfortably. Right. The adjustment had helped for like somewhere in the neighborhood of like four to six hours, you said. Right. right. Incredibly small amount of time. Mm-hmm. So I contacted the provider and said, hey, uh, I seem to have shingles. And they got me a prescription over to the pharmacy. And I took that for about a day. And I realized that I could like feel it not covering the territory. I could feel it start to cover the territory. And then, you know, within hours of three times a day, 400 milligrams of, you know, antiviral stuff, that wasn't enough. And I looked it up and I sent a message to the provider. I said, well, I think I might need more of this because this is my experience. And according to Google, I may benefit from more, but Google doesn't write my prescription. So what say you? Yes. And they said, let's put you on 800 milligrams four times a day. There you go. Yeah. And that started to do the trick of stopping the virus from continuing to spread. Yes. And so you do have some rash, some patches of shingles rash, Mm -hmm. but you mostly have nerve pain now. Yes. Yes. And I know I should have gotten a shingles shot. It it comes in two shots. Mm Mm-hmm. But, you know, I was getting a lot of surgeries this year and And a lot of other shots. Yes. And you have had, like, you've been getting the other shots sort of spaced out between your surgeries because you do tend to have reactions to shots. Right. And so, like, you got your RSV shot and your flu shot and your COVID shot and you timed them so that you would have any reactions you were going to have well before you needed to be back in surgery. Right. This this time the RSV shot gave me the worst time. Mm-hmm. It made me really nauseous. Oh. Like I had to go find the Zofran, the leftover Zofran nauseous. Aww. Which is, you know, and I had a fever, but the COVID shot did not seem to come at me like it has before. Anyhow. Anyhow, you missed the shingle shot and that was the one that got you. It, it got me. And unfortunately, it got me the week before surgery. Yeah. Our original plan was for you to be packing up today and flying to the bay tomorrow. Mm-hmm. At which point you would have a pre-op tomorrow, surgery the next day, Mm -hmm. and then I would be driving to the bay to bring you back next weekend. Right. That is not happening now. That is not happening. I did uh, contact the doctor through the MA in the portal. (laughs) 
And the MA is like, well, where are the shingles? Where, you know, what is the infected area? Is it, because you know. Because if you're not familiar with it, this is a rash that can show up anywhere on your body, but most commonly in the middle of your torso. Right. But it can show up anywhere else. And so they wanted to make sure that like, well, we might be able to give you a surgery if it's not anywhere that's in the well, infected area. Well, that's what area. the MA thought. Mm-hmm. And I thought that seems really risky to me because this could flare up. But the doctor was like, oh no, we're not doing that. He needs four weeks and then he can try. Yeah. So I happened to be talking to the gender navigator mm-hmm. at the hospital that on Friday. And I, as I was talking to them about it, they said, oh, I see you're on my schedule. I said, actually, I will not be on your schedule. Oh. No. for me. But I decided to right away contact the scheduler and say, hey, the doctor says no surgery next week that I need to reschedule. And I'd like to get that the calendar so I can once again rearrange all my various <laughs> needs over here for oh childcare, etc. Yes. So uh, they called me while I was sleeping because... I had to sleep when I could because the, the shingles was, would let me the shingles would let me sleep about an hour and a half and then the alien would try to emerge from my rib cage. So by which you mean that is how the pain felt between the surface pain of the shingles rash and the deeper pain of the nerves. The nerves. Yeah. So I went to sleep one of those nights and I woke up with such nerve pain under my right arm in my rib area that I was sure there was a massive, like, protrusion coming, you know, of some sort. Like, the rash has turned into the size of, you know, somebody's head. And I went in the bathroom in the middle of the night, 12.30, because, you know, I slept an hour and a half. Mm -hmm. And I'm looking and looking, and there's nothing. It's all that deep nerve pain. It's deep nerve pain. And I I swear it felt like something was trying to emerge Mm -hmm. out the side of my body. Yeah. Anyhow. So I was somewhat relieved that we weren't going to try to do a surgery while I'm not quite sure if I am no longer having an active shingles episode here Mm -hmm. or am I just now in the nerve pain section of this. And that's the thing. The situation. The damage that was done to the nerve tissue will result in continuing pain for some weeks. Yes. And so even after the virus goes dormant, you will still have pain, but it's hard to tell. Mm -hmm. And the biggest or most easiest way, let me start that sentence again. Okay. (laughs) And what it looks like most people that I, most things that I've read say is that just like any other herpes virus, when the sores in the rash have fully surfaced and scabbed over and you no longer have those surface symptoms, then the virus has gone back to being dormant. Right. Which is what it's starting to look like right now. Yes. It didn't look as good this morning as it does even this afternoon. Mm-hmm. But it looks like the rash is starting to subside. Mm-hmm. The nerve pain is not. The nerve pain is not. And will not. Although once your rash has fully cleared, then you can start taking nerve pain remedy. Right. Some medication. So I'm going to contact the provider about that next and see what they want. You know, what what type of, what do they want to see that tells them to go ahead and give me something for the next stage? Right. Yeah. Um, But I I contacted the scheduler. Mm Mm-hmm. And she called me while I was sleeping. I was so surprised. She called me back really fast. That's good. And said, hey, doctor says four weeks. So the soonest I can do this is probably the end of November. And 
So I sent her a message in the portal saying, I got your message. That works for me. And she called me back. Um, somebody called me back. A bunch of, a bunch of them were calling me. Half the calls were, Hey, we're calling to remind you about your appointment on Monday. And then me telling them, No, I will not be there Monday. Doctor said today. Yeah. They didn't all have it through their system yet. Right. And then one of the very helpful people called me later in the day to confirm, Yes, they had cleared it with the hospital. That would be the surgery date. And she will, um, on Monday, uh, schedule the rest of the pre-op and post-op appointments. And the then, date at the end of the month. Yeah. Okay. Call me back. So I should hear from her during the week about that. And she's one of the people I've dealt with there that I, they all sound overwhelmed, but tends to only give me timelines that she can really do things within. That's good. Yeah. That's good. And you were getting a lot of these calls while I was on yet another trip. Yes. But this one was for work. I had to go to a conference. Yes. And so I felt bad that you were like recovering from shingles and having to parent solo and like trying to reschedule this thing. Mm -hmm. But you seem to be doing okay. And you're actually doing better than you have for a while. Because you also have just been having a slightly easier time with everything lately because of yet another healthcare treatment that you've been receiving. Yes. Ketamine treatment. We have a friend that's been going to it for a while. And I didn't think of going to ketamine treatment because I feel like my depression is well managed by my meds. Mm -hmm. It has hit some rough points this year due to other challenges we've had, but it's never crushing me in the same way it does some people who go for things like ketamine treatment. But then what I recently realized is I have rumination, and that's in the middle of the night when I wake up, which is anxiety and stress. And by rumination, tell us for layman, what does that mean? You wake up and you can't stop your thoughts. They want to explain everything to you and how they're all everything is wrong, so it's not helpful. Mm-hmm. And mine were very aggressive; like I could not steer them at all. That is painful. Uh huh. Oh yeah. And and as soon as I had enough sleep, that my brain like came through that sleep cycle. It would hit me and wake, startle me awake and start with the thoughts. And I've been having this probably for about a year. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't thinking about it because then I started taking meds for that and I would go to sleep. But I've also met my out of pocket for the year and my um, insurance can cover the ketamine mm-hmm. uh, fully. So I thought I've got nothing to lose to try it. Yep. And so far, I am starting to find some results in less rumination and less intensive rumination for sure, which is really great. That is so great. Yeah, because it means more sleep. Mm -hmm. Except for shingles. Except for shingles. Like I was dead asleep last night and and trying to like deal with how asleep I was while the pain was coming through that sleep. Oh my gosh, that's terrible. Waking me up and Mm -hmm. I could barely get up to manage it. I was so asleep. I am very much looking forward to you being able to take the the neuralgia meds. Yeah. But... Mm -hmm. Me too. In my observation, Mm -hmm. your mood has also been better. You know, like we've talked before about like your happiness scale Mm -hmm. and how like, because I don't have capital D depression, mine can go all the way up to a 10 and yours will sometimes get up to a five or six. And since trauma therapy, it can even get up to a seven or eight sometimes. Mm -hmm. But normally it hovers around like two or three. Like the past two or three weeks, it's been hovering around like five or six in my experience watching you, you know, like your 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 middle space is actually middling Mm-hmm. And you're less irritable mm-hmm. and you're just more content. Yeah, the doctor gave me an irrit- irritability was one of the parameters. Mm-hmm. Are you less irritable? Yeah. Yeah. And I was like- You I th- are. 
I think so, but let me ask my spouse. <laughs> and they were like, fair. <laughs> fair enough. Yes, you, you, you are less irritable the mm-hmm. past couple weeks mm-hmm. since you started that. Mm-hmm. It has been helpful. From As an outside observer, it looks like it has been helpful. I yes. can't speak to your subjective experience, but it looks to me. Right. Well, that's good because he was asking that and he'd like to know. Good. So there we go. Yes. Mm-hmm. So is there anything gendery about all of that? Like, well, tell, tell me about your gendery experiences at the ketamine clinic, I should say, because well, I know there are a couple. There are. There's a, a queer doctor and I think some other queers working there. And the doctor in my intake told me they have several trans patients or have had at their clinic. And I'm like, where are these people? Like, where do they, where are they? We live in the middle of nowhere. Everybody's stealth, you know that. Right. I'm pretty sure one of the guys came in one of the days last week when I was there. Mm-hmm. Um, and and obviously, our friend who goes there and referred you to this place yes. is one of them, obviously. But right. also, like I, I said, middle I of nowhere, he is I almost never think of him because he's really such a guy. He's such... What, what was it that Cousin Vinny said? Vinny he's said, the straightest queer guy I've ever met. Yeah, that's the straightest queer person I've ever met. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, because he really is just like stupidly... Some guy. Some guy, yeah. He's just some guy. He's just some guy. It's so weird. Yeah. But continuing. Yeah. Yeah, this guy came in and sat on the couch there and the doctor came out to talk to him, was excited to see him. He hadn't seen him lately. And he, the doctor said, oh, your beard is really looking wild or something. And the guy was like, yeah, when I have surgery, I tend to just deal with it later. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't quite in the space, but I wanted to say to him, when I have surgery, I cut my beard really short so it won't get too wild. <laughs> but I just was in too much of a introverted space at that moment too. Right. There was a lot of people in the room and uh-huh. that's unusual for where we live. They have like three couches and two of them each have two people on them. And so anyhow, yeah, it was, uh, I wasn't quite there, but I thought that's an interesting way to put that. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. So your surgery has been rescheduled. Your, what we hope is the final phase of your surgery yes. is rescheduled for after Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. And in the meanwhile, we keep chugging along. We do. Is there anything else that we want to say before we wrap up or is, do you think that's it. I think that's it. We'd love to hear from you, so let us know what you think or what you want to hear about by emailing us at transpantastic at gmail.com or by commenting at our website, transpantastic.net. Don't forget to subscribe in Stitcher, iTunes, or your favorite podcatcher, and leave us reviews and star ratings. Disclaimer time. We are neither your doctor nor your mental health professional. We are here to discuss our own lives, so we take no responsibility for your decisions based on our discussions. If you are considering transition, please seek professional assistance. If you are considering parenting while transitioning, you definitely need professional assistance. All contents are distributed under a Creative Commons no-derivative license and may be shared freely in their entirety. Any alteration or less-than-complete reproduction requires permissions of the hosts. Thanks for listening! There we go. Don Yeti. Don Yeti. I can't see that far. Hi. 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 So yeah, maybe we'll just order from the taco place instead. I don't know. I don't care. Uh-huh. Easy. It is easy. Okay. The thing about recording in this room is that we get all the sound from... Oh, okay. You want to go in our room? No.
No, but I think that I might want to decide what to do about that and maybe get some soundproof padding, like some egg crate or something to put on that window when we're recording. Okay, well, I'm okay with going in the other room after this. Okay, well, today I think we're good. Because we don't want to move because we're yawning. Oh my gosh, you're so tired. (laughs) Otherwise, you'd be like, I'm not doing this. Let's go. Yeah, I I could carry the microphone and you could carry the computer. It wouldn't be that hard. It would because I have to find, I have to dig out the power cord. We're in the office. It already has a power cord set up in here. Okay. The power cord is like already run and like this is the office. This is where everything is already ready. Right. To go in the other room, it would have to be get set up. Okay. Well, then let's do it. No, we're going to record first. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for laughing. Hi, I'm Jess. And I'm George. Like viruses. Are we talking about that right now? It's not the sequence you read me, was it? Oh, wait, your virus. <laughs> My virus. Oh, okay. Go ahead. Uh-huh. Sorry. Uh-huh. I'm going to close this because that will give us some mm-hmm. noise coverage. Yep, I understand. I know you like them open because it's more, more lighter in here, but more lighter. I make words. We have electric lights. Turn on the office lights. Ta-da! Like viruses. I hate when they're plural. Ha 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 ha!